Welcome to A Positive Spin, a well-being podcast without all the BS. Some of the S. I'm Kate Barron. And I'm Sarah Starkman. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How it's are episode you? it's episode 18 slash 17. No, it's okay. Now we're episode 17. Yeah. We said we were episode 17 last time only because Sarah is Sarah. Not- I knew that was coming first. <laughs> Sarah Sarah purposely deleted No, not purposely. <laughs> I don't think you're actually trying to be ignorant. I just think it's something that's a byproduct of your personality. <laughs> Sarah, we had a... Uh, I a, would go for tech moron, less so ignorant. Okay. Okay. Sure. Let's go with that. I mean, I will say... I was going to say tech-tarded, but whatever. Sorry. I knew you were going to say that, yeah. and I was actually like, she didn't say it. <laughs> and then like, you said it, because that's you. <laughs> And this to is explain. why you're tech ignorant, because every single time we try to record or do anything, Phil tells you to write it down and tells you how to set it up and do all this stuff. And you go, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you don't. But I don't know why it didn't save. That's the only one that hasn't saved in 18 episodes. I'm just going to also tell all of our three listeners. That <laughs> Mom. Moms. <laughs> that No, my mom doesn't listen. Right? Just, does yours? No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she does? Yeah, yeah, she does. Hi. Bring me bagels and schmear. Um, like, I'm just going to tell everyone that also, like, we've had recording issues where Sarah's called Phil and screamed at him, and then he's like, are the mics plugged in? And she's like, I'm not a total fucking idiot, and, and they're then, not actually plugged in. And then plugs them in, meaning I, I am a total idiot. So that's why I said tech ignorant, because it's like you're actively choosing not to learn how to do this. I, I'm not pretending to be Steve Jobs, you know what I mean? I'm just out here. No, I know that. One brawless Jew. Burping away. Burping. We burped together. I, it was like you and then me. I know. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was like when you throw a rock and it skips across the pond because it's like you burped, then I burped, then you burped again. I've never been able to do that. I feel like that's a testosterone only activity. Skipping rock? Yeah. Yeah, no. Mine's just like blub. Blub. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Phil's great. He can do, does like 12 of them. I'm like, it is like possible? a weird boy thing. I know. They also think it's like a really cool thing and it's like, it's okay. I'm kind of impressed only because I've eh. never been able to do it. Nah, I'm not that impressed. That's true. It's not that big of a deal. Let's go to the rocks. I mean, let's go to the beach and throw rocks. <laughs> <laughs> we also want to say sound last time is a little weird. We also did a recording. This is like three episodes ago outside. We've had some sound issues because we haven't been recording in our state-of-the-art, really high-tech... Living room facility. Living room facility at Terrace. <laughs> so it's that's true. It's why. good. It's good so acoustic-wise. we're back. We're back. We're back home. We just... We made some choices, and they're not always the best choice. The goodest choices. They're not always the goodest. They're not always the goodest, but sometimes you just make goods you, you know? make goods yeah we also didn't anticipate that when we were going to record that there was going to be like a proper rainstorm that time yeah and it just like i completely forgot about it so when i listened to it i was like yeah then you the called me and you're like did you have a running tap on in the background <laughs> you're like you what's idiot? that weird noise i'm like uh the rainstorm torrential like, oh, yeah. downpour <laughs> oh right never mind yeah i remember wait so if i'm a tech if i'm tech ignorant i'm just ignorant you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware of what I am. I was going to say sound, but that's no. I like that. I like that. I'm forgetful. I have no short-term memory. So I... Like Dory? <laughs> I, I, I... Oh my God. Yes. I never really thought about it like that before, but I am. I'm like Dory. So I then love Dory. We do something and then I completely forget. And it then I'm gone. like, what is the what? And I'll even listen to our podcast. Like right after we record them and I'll be like, you'll say something in it. And I'll be like, 
you know what would be a good comeback to say right then is this. And then I say it and I'm like, yeah, you did, Kate. Good for you. You got it. That's exactly what I would have said. It's, I have a, you know, I'm like, I got a little hamster running on the wheel in my head. And I'm the opposite. I'll listen to it and then I'll be like, shit, I should have said this. Yeah. You know? But you function at a slower rate. Yeah. Because you're a writer and you like. You mean I think things through? Yeah. And I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Just firing a million miles you an hour. You seem to be doing just fine right now on all cylinders, so. It's true, I am. Sober as day. Yeah, you are. Sarah 3.0 or whatever Phil called you. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't remember that I'm 3.1, but that's fine. Well. That's fine. It's just the new you. You're eating clean, you're living clean, you're. I am clean. Wow. Wait. No. I don't know. It's natural deodorant. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? There's no. Natural deodorant doesn't work. I promise you the one that I have does unless you like run a marathon natural deodorant to me is like just praying not to be stinky you're just putting out (laughs) thoughts and it's like when people give like thoughts and prayers to mass shootings that's like thoughts and prayers to not stink just like hashtag please don't stink hashtag i hope i don't stink like shit today and you probably do and everyone's like or it's just like shit and fucking hippie like shit and patchouli like when you spray glade after you take a shit and you're like it just smells like glade and shit you know the shit doesn't disappear no all those febreze ads are bullshit i love the febreze ads that say something like um clean it with febreze what the fuck is that no, shit? Yeah. No. It's or just, they say like breathe, breathe better with Febreze. Yeah. Chemicals. Yeah. Just, just a little leukemia to start the day. Um, and okay. Just to, to the people of Febreze, if you do want to sponsor us, <laughs> we're not actually saying that you give people leukemia. Officially. We're saying you might <laughs> and who knows, but if you do want to sponsor us, please slide into our DM. Kate will use it for deodorant. Yeah, fuck, I'll I'll spray that shit in my mouth. If you're sponsoring us, I don't really care. You can, like, pray to your stones and use natural shit on you. I'll drink Listerine or Febreze or whatever you need. I didn't know that, um... I feel like I know what you're going to say. What, that people drink Listerine? Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. To get drunk? Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. And then I watched an intervention, and she was going ham on that Listerine. fresh breath. (laughs) There's worse things to smell like. If you're drinking like Johnny Walker. I guess if you projectile vomit Listerine, it still doesn't smell so bad. Yeah. Oh. Hello. Shots. 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 Tell me about um, this positive. This is a, a real, real cool intro. Tell me. I personally enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Tell me, uh, tell me positive stuff you've done okay. and heard so I'm going to try not to cry. Try. Okay. So I was just at Taste of the Danforth. And Danforth is where the shooting happened in Toronto a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And there was like a memorial um, to people and it would say like Toronto Strong and Danforth Strong. And Taste of the Danforth is when the street opens up and there's all, because there's tons of Greek restaurants and small businesses and it's this really awesome area. I used to live there. I love the Danforth. Like it is an awesome like heart of the city where it's just a great neighborhood event. And one weekend a year... Everyone is there and they're just like eating amazing Greek food and listening to music and having a good time. And it's families and it's people there and there's games and like and there's all sorts of things there. And so there was a worry this year that not as many people were going to go out because of everything that happened. And there was still like a fear in the community that something could happen. But I was there this morning right before I came here and it was honestly so 
amazing to see. You could tell there was a different tone there. It was, it was more somber. I will say there was more of like a, everyone was being much more gentle with each other. You could just see it. You could see in the way that people, it was a big crowd. You know how some crowds people are like, oh, like get out of the way. Yeah. And they're like, everyone was just being much more cautious. respectful and cautious. And no one was being, and I mean, granted I went like at noon. So it wasn't right. last night at midnight, right? you know, and I'm sat in a crowd. I'm sure it was different, but I don't know. It was just cool. And there was this big group of paramedics and uh, policemen and they were, were police people. Do we say police people? I don't know, but we should. Let's just yeah. saying it. Police people. Police people. Uh, law enforcement officers or whatever the fuck. And so there were there were cops and paramedics and they were standing there and they were getting a group photo and people around them were like clapping for them and saying thank you. And it was just really beautiful. And everyone's just being really nice and it's going to make me cry. Don't cry. Yeah, I won't cry. But it was just really amazing. And you could just, everyone was out there and it's like literally the patios people were on and like the places that people that this horrible thing happened at and people were out and they were on the patios supporting the small businesses like in herds of people and it was just really cool to see. And it was cool to see that the community is just resilient as all get out and everyone was just there having, having each other's backs and everyone was just like very respectful and mindful of the memorials that had been set up and they were stopping to observe and pay respects and drop gifts or flowers there and then continuing to go on and just support the small businesses and really shake the cops hands and give them thank yous and like high five the paramedics and stuff and it was it was really cool that's awesome because that stuff is hard and the truth is it's not like it's not like the Danforth is like a scare. Like it just it was random and it happened to be there as opposed to it being like that's where loads of shootings happen right um that's great because that is scary for sure you feel yeah. trepidation going to an area that just witnessed a mass murder right yeah. anyway that's wonderful it was it was good and i was just like i had i felt compelled to just be there and just like go there and get coffee this morning from like one of the local places and just like walk it and it was just it was it was really lovely to see that's really nice what about you so oi. oh god no, so since we've been doing this podcast, yeah. it's not like I've been, I guess you have that, I'm sure you have it too, we've talked about this, like that little thing in the back of your brain that's like, you know, you stop for a second and make maybe a little bit of an extra effort, because yeah. we're, we're on this journey, right, and we're trying to be more positive, but it's really hard sometimes, Yeah. so it's like a week or two ago, I was at the grocery store, and I wasn't in a rush, and I had like eight items in my arms. And the woman in front of me have like a thousand. Okay. So we're waiting there for her or whatever. And the guy behind me, I realize is holding one. So when the woman's done, you know, doing her groceries for like the next century, I turned to the guy behind me and I said to him, you know, you only have one item if you want to just nip in front of me and go first. Very nice of you. Right. And it was just such an easy thing to do. And I know if someone does that for me, I really appreciate it. And he goes, I have one, you have eight. What's the difference? And I was like, oh. Cool. Fuck you, buddy. Okay. Well, I'm going to take a really long time now. Yeah. Like, I just tried not to be. I would just be like, okay, I want this. And then, you know what? No, not that. Can you guys just wait? just double check the price on this? (laughs) And then maybe not that. It was just like. Like, That's the difference, motherfucker. But it's hard to. It's almost like I had this real. I had to really think. I had to really stop and be like. Not everybody's going to be like this. Don't let this prevent you from doing this in the future. Fine. So that happened. So later in the day, I'm walking Opie. And the street that we live on, as you know, very steep incline. Yes. So Opie and I are walking down. 
Um, and this woman, uh, she must have been almost 80 years old. OK, and she is trekking it, chugging it up the hill. And she's like, and I know at least for me, if I'm on a run or something and someone's like, you go, girl. I'm like, yeah, like, it, you know, it makes you feel better and right. you feel supported. If I'm on a run and someone goes, you go, girl, I'm like, stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be for sure my response. No, it's it's encouraging, right? And and so I say I just made like, and also too, like, if you're jogging in your neighborhood or whatever it is, it's yeah. community, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this woman's making an effort. And so I turned to her and said, I was like, you're doing amazing. When I go up this hill, I have to use my dog to pull me. And he has four legs and like just something, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she turns to me and goes, a dog bit me once. That's why I don't have one. <laughs> and so I said to her, well, you know what? They say dogs are really good judgments of character. You fucking <laughs> bitch. I was so pissed. So I came home and I was uh, so upset. And I turned to Phil and I was like, I've been trying to be nice and nobody wants it. And I'm just going to start keying cars. Like, what am I doing? Like, this is the reason we can't have nice things exactly but then uh, i guess it was a couple of days later i was um going into loblaws and there and was someone offered you a cupcake <laughs> no thank god um there was this guy outside with his older dog and he just kind of like smiled and was there with his cap and so i went inside and i was getting a baguette and mouthwash and i was like okay these are obviously luxury items no one needs mouth well some people need mouthwash there are emergency baguette situations yes well phil would argue the same have so you I was ever like, had a really nice bruschetta <laughs> and you don't have the baguette to go with it that's not a first world problem that's real fucking life no so i was like okay i i'm gonna get this guy some food i'm gonna get him a big massive thing of water it was really hot outside i'm gonna get the dog food anyway so i bought him i bought the dog food for like a month and i bought him food and i bought them this like four liter thing of water and while i was doing it i was talking to myself being like i could go out there and he could be like i'm fucking gluten-free bitch what are you doing you know what i mean so i really had to prepare myself and i was like you know what if he says that to me I've lost 10 bucks. Like what's, it's not a big yeah. deal or 20 bucks, whatever. I'll just take the water jug and dump it on my <laughs> Like, cool. On bye. him. Yeah. Anyway, I gave it to him and he was so, so grateful and so, so nice. Aww. And it just, I was like, okay. It was a real reminder that all those other things don't matter. Everybody's different. These things are going to happen. Yeah. I got unlucky with these two grumpy turds. It had nothing to do with me and that you can't stop doing those things. And maybe those grumpy turds, saw that you're trying to do something nice and they were having a bad day or exactly. whatever. And maybe they'll look back going, I was kind of a dick to that person. Maybe next time I maybe won't be. Maybe next time I won't be. Or like, that's the world trying to be nice to me. I mean, not that old sense. bitch that got bitten by a dog, no, but maybe that, dead, yeah, but... but maybe that dick with the chicken at Loblaws. <laughs> I hope you're listening, you piece of shit. No. Um. <laughs> that's my dad. Don't talk about him like that. Oh my God. That's so, isn't that fucked though? Like, you try to do nice things and people are like, nah, you know what? How about fuck you instead? And you're right. like, cool, man. And it's not even like, it's, you know, sometimes there's that, you know, if you're like, sir, would you like a seat on the subway? And people get weird because they're like, I'm not old or like, yeah. um, fuck you. I'm not pregnant or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like this situation, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't putting them in a position where I was like, you're less than and I'm going to help you out. It was like, I'm not in a rush. 
we've been waiting for a century for this woman to buy these groceries. How about, yeah. you know what I mean? It's a very weird thing. But anyway, people are fucking weird. I also just want to make a note that if anyone sees me out running up a hill, just ignore me and pretend you don't <laughs> even see me. That's preferable <laughs> in my world to pretend that my cloak of invisibility extends to my most sweaty moments. <laughs> I don't want other people to see me. That's what I used to say that you can you can figure out who's truly attractive by seeing them perspiring. Because like if you see a sexy person perspiring, you're like, oh, yeah. And then if you see like a disgusting person perspiring, you're like, ugh, don't come anywhere fucking near me. I bro. mean, but, you know, I have an aversion to sweat in general. And I can't even talk about it. It's going to make me gag. <laughs> you're, either, you're either gagging or crying on a positive spin. No, sometimes I burp quietly. Sometimes I just cry to myself and fart quietly in the corner. Whenever my mic goes silent, that's me just quietly. dusting the corner of the room while I cry to myself. And then Sarah says something inappropriate that I go, can you please edit that out? <laughs> positive, positive. Positive, positive. <laughs> What do you, um, what do you got this week? Oh, okay. Let me, so, um, Costa Rica, their Supreme Court, um, they ordered that a ban on same-sex marriage that had existed and was put up, they ordered it struck down. Awesome. So, big day there. So, the ban on same-sex marriages in Costa Rica was ordered to be struck down by the Supreme Court, which declared the law to be unconstitutional and discriminatory, obviously. Yeah, duh. So the court ruling gives lawmakers 18 months to adjust the current law uh, in, in agreement with it. And the verdict in, in line is in is like, it's in line with an opinion given months ago by the Inter-American Court of Human Rights that said homosexual couples have the same rights as heterosexual ones to marry. And then there's a whole big thing about it. It's just a big deal for this to happen. And there, it's majority Roman Catholic country, and there's a very high number of evangelical lawmakers who oppose gay marriage, who are also probably totally 100% closeted gay. gay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fiddly diddly. But a ton, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Just fiddly diddly. What you got underneath those robes? Exactly. <laughs> and I, you can't see it, but I made a motion with my fingers that it would be like. Fiddly- it was a fiddly diddly motion. It'd be fiddly diddly. If that was in the ASL dictionary, it'd be that. Just two fingers up, just going do 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 do. Um, yeah, and so a whole bunch of the evangelical lawmakers, like they're sitting in the legislative assembly. So this is a big deal to really go against the lawmakers. Um, That's and, awesome. And so they're saying that it's going to be hard because they see they see it as like you know they're still working towards. There's a lot of work to go, but it's like at the highest level they're trying to change it and trying to make these changes. And then if it doesn't change the law within the time frame, the ban will cease to exist and gay marriage will automatically become legal. So they need to change it. So that is, it's a Time Magazine article and they basically force them into a corner where they need to change it and make it legal or by default will become legal legal, because fuck you, you intolerant, ignorant pieces of shit. Isn't it so weird that it's even called gay marriage? Like it's just marriage. No shit. Like that's anyway, awesome. So, though. but awesome. Like yeah. great. And we had we talked about that a while back with, with Trinidad. Trinidad. Yeah, and they did a thinking. similar thing where they were making it not criminal. They were decriminalizing it. It's like baby steps for these places, but but at least it's there's progress. changes and there's some progress being made. Totally. So here's just you know, and some people. It's so fucked that like 
it's like in the U.S. people are like, whoa, gay marriage. But then they'd be like, yeah, you can marry your cousin if you're 14. <laughs> and they're like, they're so fucked in so many places. We're like, what's weird about that? The two dudes, fuck that, that are consenting and adults that are successful and have been together for 40 years. That's fucking weird. Like, no. No. And so it's just so fucked up. So here's an example of something that's happened. Oh, my God. And I can't tell. I kind of love it, but I also kind of hate it. Okay. But I can't really tell. An Australian woman married herself in a beach ceremony and said her vows into a mirror. How do you feel about that? What? Do you want me to? I'll go on. <laughs> you just look like your mouth is hanging open. And I, I feel like you don't know what to think about I it. I don't know. So a woman from the Gold Coast of, in Australia married herself in an intimate beach ceremony. Yeah, no You're shit. Just there was her only the a mirror? bride's side. Yeah. There was no group side. So, like, no shit. It was intimate. It was just her and three close friends. She's a life coach. Oh, good. AKA, that's the, that's what someone who's unemployed calls yeah. himself. I know a few life coaches. And trust me, I wouldn't take their fucking life advice. Um, she's a life coach who champions self-love and decided to go through the ceremony after, Kelsa Breeze, a painful breakup. Mm. Fuck you. I am marrying myself. <laughs> I can do this. Is that better or worse than the woman marrying the Eiffel Tower? Uh, at least in Eiffel Tower, you're like, I get it. It's hot. It's got a huge It's phallic. Like, yeah. Totally. Marrying yourself is just like, I swear to you, bitch. I'm here. It's just so you can register. It's like the Carrie Bradshaw thing. I know. Exactly. But this, the 34-year-old war, she's like, you're people because listen to her outfit. <laughs> oh, God. The 30- a hemp sack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty well. The 34-year-old wore a tie-dyed blue and purple gown. Oh my god, I love it. On the date and looked into a handheld mirror while she recited her vows. I just got married to myself, she wrote on Instagram shortly after the ceremony. I experienced the most powerful self-love and self-marriage ritual known to humankind. To promise to love, honor, and respect my soul today, tomorrow, and always, she continued. I am whole. It's your turn to choose you. So she's standing like with her friends holding a bouquet on the beach and she's saying it's like about loving herself and then the act of marrying oneself is sometimes known as soligamy. Soligamy? soligamy? It's not legally it's recognized in Australia. No you shit. Fuck. But it is viewed as a symbolic occasion. Yeah, as a as the tipping point for a nervous breakdown. Yeah, what happened to like a 34th birthday party? Her friend did the same thing in Bali, and that's what inspired her. Oh. So, so they're both nuts. Uh, yeah, her friend uh, Love, and Love was a former sex worker turned relationship counselor, and she did it in a ceremony in Bali after experiencing a series of abusive relationships. So the th- 33-year-old bought her own engagement ring, Yada, yada, yada. She hopes others will marry themselves. And um, I don't know. So, you know, it's that's. I like what it stands for. I like that they're saying that, like, you can still celebrate singledom. I don't know about soligamir, whatever the fuck that is. It's just, you know, flip, flicking the bean. But um, yeah, that's so serious when she's looking. I need a photo. When she's looking into the mirror. So that I could never be. You, I could never do that and and keep a straight face. But I guess she's quite serious about this. If you ever do decide to marry yourself, divorce Phil and marry yourself, I would like to go to that wedding so I can take photos and make fun of you. I would just be nude, for sure. For sure. And I'd be looking the other way, but then just, like, <laughs> snapping my photo behind me. 
I don't know. I uh, I like what it stands for because I, like I think there's so much too. pressure on marriage and spending yeah. money and all this stuff and yes. you can be whole without a partner 150 yeah. percent uh that's fucking weird but good for her you know you to know, each their own so in costa rica gay marriage is is getting the thumbs up and in australia S- marriage to yourself marriage to yourself is a thing is she going like- on a honeymoon yeah to a sex <laughs> to, shop to get a giant dildo <laughs> to a, sing- a singles resort somewhere yeah exactly can she divorce herself is that legal how does that even fucking work no it's work? not legal that's the thing There's so no... gay marriage is illegal in places but you can just marry yourself and or that's not fucking weird or your co- right sorry or first cousins or 13 year olds in some places oh so it's really good my god what anyway, a world so we spatula, live in but <laughs> I, that's why because i'm like it is positive it is positive because she wants to like love herself and she's trying to do this but i'm just like and she was able to garner an audience like people were supportive of this three people were supportive of this. three people that's more well, and then now right? i'm reading it's on the independent i don't know what i'd say to you if you called me and told me that if i would be busy that weekend you, you know fucking go because you just want to see it <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> what would you register for like a a hand mixer for one? Oh, i'd be like oh uh we just want to go on a honeymoon so just cash please we would you yeah. still say we yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're the happiest we've ever been who? Me and my puss. Yeah. Me, myself, and I. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. What about you? What you got? What you got? What's your RT class? Okay, so this 80-year-old man, okay. I love it already. I'm ready to cry. <laughs> no, don't worry. No, he's awesome. Um, He lives in China, and he's lived in this home for, I don't know, like 50 years or something. And he lives right on a river. And uh, basically, he heard screams and this kid was drowning. So he went in and he saved him. They rushed out. It was an eight-year-old boy. Couldn't keep his head above water. He fell in playing with his grandmother by the river. Um, And he went in and they saved him. He had some, they said he sustained some long-term injuries, um, but didn't stop him. And he's fine now, whatever. He pulled the boy to safety. And then he later stopped by the hospital to make sure the boy was okay. Uh-huh. Okay. He discovered that he knew the boy's father as well because he had rescued his father from drowning in the same river 30 fucking years ago. What? Is that I like know. A, okay. I have I so many questions. Flesh. Is there like a magnetic pull for this family to like <laughs> go to the bottom of this river? And is that just like natural selection that he's fucking with? I think it's quite... um. It must be a danger. There must be some sort of dangerous current because he said he's saved three other people from the water since he moved into his home and his wife has Maybe saved it's one. Maybe like one of those hero complexes where he's actually on the side pushing them in and then he's like, I'll get them. And it's like, he, he's like the, fu- uh, the firefighter who's an arsonist. Maybe it's like that. He's pushing them in and pulling them out. Yeah. He's like, I got you. It's like you and you like push someone into traffic and then save them and you're like, that's my positive thing for the week. 100%. <laughs> but isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. I thought you were going to be, I thought the twist was going to be like, and then he knew him because he was his, his son. son. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I totally thought. But that's cool. That's what a crazy. weird, what a weird thing. Cool. Good for him. Yeah. Anyway, and also like, where was the dad? You almost drowned in that river and then you were like, son, frolic. And an 80 year old jumping in like a fast moving river to save somebody. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not as spry as I was when I pulled the father out 30 years ago, but. All the same. Hey, man. And his wife's jumping in there and pulling people out of the river. What? Are they secret lifeguards? I don't know. Do they just like live at the river pulling people out? What is happening? <laughs> just put up a fence, guys. 
Can we just like put out some floaties for fuck's sake? I don't know. Put a life jacket on the shore or something. <laughs> there seems to be an issue here that we could solve. But yeah. I support that. That's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah, Zoo from from China. I'm into you, man. I'm not even gonna try and say the area that he lived in. Yeah, don't because be, it's gonna be racist. And yeah. I don't think it's racist. Like, I'm trying, no, but like, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Um, so then I was thinking about, like, what other cool, like, rescue stories exist with strangers doing kind deeds and risking their own lives. Yeah. So recently, I mean, this is also whatever. There was no lifeguard on duty at this um, Florida beach, and two young boys were pulled into the current. Their parents jumped in to try and get them. They were pulled into the current, too. So the whole family and no single person could successfully get anybody out because they just get pulled in, too. So nearly 80 people rushed to create a human chain from the shore to where the family was. And when the chain reached the family, the swimmers were passed one by one down the shore. I mean, down the chain until they made it to the shore. Isn't that crazy? That's like it, amazing. It's amazing because sometimes it's hard to get one person to do a nice deed. And then there's a situation where there's 80 people banding together, putting themselves in a relatively dangerous totally. situation Those, to save like, this I, family. The ocean, it is. I have been. <laughs> it is scary. The ocean is fucking scary. And I have been in Hawaii on beaches that have had like undertow. And like I have been pulled under when there's like surfers and bogey boarders ahead of me. And you can't tell which way is up. And I've been like. It is crazy. When you get pulled in that, it is very difficult to find out. And I'm a decent swimmer. Like, I grew up with a pool. Like, I'm a decent... I'm not, like, the fucking triathlete, but, like... You're not Michael Phelps? No. I'm not a baby triathlete or those (laughs) child triathletes that we talked about. But, like, and for someone who can't swim or is not very good or a young kid, I can't even imagine how scary that would be. Or, like, too, when you're the parents rushing in and there's, like, you know, your adrenaline, like, you're not even thinking properly. Yeah. Anyway, so 80, but also like, there's no lifeguard. Why are your children in the water? Just saying. Well, but some people, that's not the point. That's not the point. And some people don't know. And I also too, to be fair, I don't think they went out very far. And I think it was just really bad luck in the current that day. And it just happened real fast. Real fast. Some people aren't, they don't know how to judge like a current either. Right? Like, I grew up at the beach and you could tell there were days where, so we would go jumping off the pier at the end of the beach and there was like a dock that would be lower than the pier and you kids would jump in and then the current would be so fast. It would carry you quickly to the dock where you'd climb up. But we, there would always be like a race to get to the dock to climb up as fast as you could because the current is so strong that it could pull you past the dock and then you go further out. So it, and if you're, if you start passing it, it takes so much it's exhausting yeah. to swim against a strong current. And I, like you could see, but we could judge. We would go there some days and be like, it's too strong. Like the current's too much for people to jump in. But we grew up with it. So we could see when that was. But some people don't understand that. And they don't understand the ocean. And they don't understand how powerful it is. Totally. And I guess yeah. also too, if it's like you're vacationing and you're just you know yeah. you're like we go to the beach that's what we do if yeah. there's no signs up and it sometimes i guess the feeling is like if there's not a lifeguard there maybe it's really safe and shallow yeah that wouldn't be my guess because i'm a paranoid jew but like some <laughs> people are like do whatever right hope you get out safe anyway 
cool cool points for humanity. There were these things that I saw the other day that were like you wear them on your wrist. Sorry, are we like going way over time? No. Okay. Uh, uh, we just uh, you wear them on your wrist, and it's like for situations like this. If you get caught in an undertow, I have to find this and show it to you. It's basically like an airbag. But it's on your wrist. And it like so, shoots up and you fly exactly, up. Exactly. You fly up to the top. And it, it, it goes at such an explosive force that it pulls you to the top of the water if you're underneath. That's amazing. And it looked absolutely incredible. Like, That'd be great for us. Scuba divers too, I feel. It, well, yeah. Well, I mean, they would have like their whatever capillaries or explode or whatever when they come up. Because they mm. come up too fast. Yum, yum. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like it would be good for like. Kids, are, it's basically like an airbag and then you, but you have to, it wouldn't help if you get like knocked out, but if you pull it on your wrist, it'll bring you up to the surface. And I saw someone made a comment about like, I wonder if this could work for people in avalanches as well or skiers to bring them up. Cause again, when you're skiing, if you're in an avalanche or a snowfall, you can't tell which way is up and the snow gets compacted so hard. But if there was like a force that was able to explode and kind of pull you up. Or maybe it would pull you further down. So that no, wouldn't work for that, I, no, and maybe. that's what I was thinking about scuba diving because I was talking to my friend recently, and he was telling me he had a really scary experience where he was saying how you always have to pay attention, yeah. and he just had a moment where he was like, "Shit was going on with his family and his girlfriend," and he was like, "Honestly, I just shot to the bottom. It was black, and I had no clue which way was up." Yeah, and so I was just thinking maybe that would have helped him in that type of a situation, but if. How would the thing know which way was up? Well, it goes to it floats, right? So it's gonna go up. It, yeah, I guess it would gravitate towards. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. I'll cool. show you the video after. Yeah, that was really cool. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, cool stories. Cool stories. Lots of rescues. The ocean does scare me sometimes. It, uh, did you ever watch the Mindy Project? Yeah. So you know where uh, Danny Gasolano was like, I fear, I fear the ocean out of respect. <laughs> yeah. After he said that, I was like, exactly. Yeah, you have to have respect for the ocean. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. You hear that, guys? Uh, always respect the ocean. Always respect the ocean. Pee in the pool, respect the ocean. Yeah. Don't need to respect your, like, your neighbors or <laughs> other people, but like, have respect for the ocean. You know, Give it a thumbs up when you go in. Okay, give me your throwaway. Uh, my throwaway is like, again, this is kind of like, it's, it, it's, 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 it's positive. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Here's positive here's with the, a twist. Positive with a twist. Trying to be happy is making you miserable. So a new study came out that said basically like people are trying to pursue happiness, happiness. at such a rate that it's actually making them exhausted and they're trying too hard to get it. So they're overemphasizing happiness can make people more likely to obsess over their failure and negative emotions when they inevitably do happen, bringing more stress actually in the long run. Interesting. And just talking about how happiness is a great thing, but setting it up as something to be achieved means like you can fail at it too. Right. So there's a pressure on it. And so it's the University of Melbourne School of Psychology, uh, Psychological Sciences in Australia did this thing and they talked about how their work shows that it changes how people respond to their negative emotions and experiences leading them to feel worse 
uh, about these and to ruminate on them more. And they talked about, they did like experiments in front of a group of students. They gave anagrams to groups of people. And in one room, they have like positive notes all over the board and the walls. And they asked people just to stay positive. And if they were going to talk, just to be really positive about it and say really good things. And the whole atmosphere, they kept like, it was positive pictures. It was about happy, all these types of things. The anagrams they gave them were unsolvable. So they set them up to fail right? and they did it to a room that was also neutral and nothing was said about like how they could act or whatever. No pressure. No pressure. No one was made to say anything. You could do whatever you wanted. And they said there was a significant showing that the people who were around all the positivity felt like even more failures because it was such a stark contrast to how they were feeling inwardly as they were failing. Totally. And the, like, it was just... That's a huge nod to Instagram, too. You see those feeds yeah. where someone has just, you know, whatever. It's nice that they put out this quote. But then you think that this person is innately so happy. And you're like, why can't I be like that? And it's like, because she's probably crying in the bathroom right now. Like, that's yeah. just the Instagram feed. Yeah. And it's just like, you need to accept that sometimes being unhappy is just a part of reality. Yeah, it's part of life. And it happens. And that's why, that's what makes being happy good is because of the moments you're not happy. Of course. And that's why the, the, you know, it's so good. And so trying to avoid negative experiences is just, it's a way worse thing to do. And so seeking this happiness. So interesting, you know, and failure is critical to innovation, learning and progress. They say, and every successful organization or individual knows that failure is part of the road to success. So we need to know how to respond well to failure. You can't just pretend like it doesn't exist. Right. It's like learning how to bomb gracefully on stage. Exactly. So it's just really interesting because it is, I think we always talk about it at the end of the podcast where we're like, we're just trying we're trying to do better. We're trying to do it. But we recognize that sometimes you ask somebody in line to go ahead of you and they give you a big old fuck you. And you just have to be like, okay, that doesn't feel good. Totally. Yeah. So it is about trying. Totally. But and, and but, but not trying, trying to kill yourself while you're doing, doing it. it. Exactly. Trying with realistically. Like I know some people or they just say they do. They're like, I wake up every morning and I'm like, thank you as my feet hit the ground and all this stuff. Oh, and it's like. No fucking way. It's like, first of all, you're for sure full of shit. And second of all, even if you're doing like, that's also a lot of pressure. Like it's, I think it's more about taking the time to do things that make you happy and yeah. you know make you happy as opposed to feeling intense pressure to always be happy when you're not. Yeah. And that's our show. No, I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> our weird little alarm. <laughs> I know it was just, I, I knew a guy who was like, every day I wake up, the first thing I do is smile. And I was like, shut the fuck up. The first thing I do is like, I usually wake up like farting. I was and then... just going to say <laughs> fart. For like, sure, fart. Get the fuck. Well, I mean, farting makes me happy sometimes. The other night, I was going to sleep and I let out a real long one. Phil and then, such a lucky man. Oh, just wait. And I was like, good night. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Phil just goes, <laughs> and his was like, and he goes, night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like our asses were saying good night oh to each God. other. I love you guys so much. That's you're marriage, fucking, isn't it? That is like when crazy has found it's crazy. <laughs> and you're like, you guys are meant to be together because you fart good night songs to each other. It's a beautiful, horrific thing that I absolutely adore slash grosses me out. Oh, so good. I love you guys. Night. Um, okay. Okay, positive. Um, I, I'm actually realizing something really funny about this right now. So my throwaway, of course, you got to get a little animal love in there. Yep. Um, so this girl, Addison, 
Kiker. That's a terrible, <laughs> terrible last I'm name, not Madison. Say you got to change it up, right? I'm not saying anything about that. Okay. Um, as a I Jew, I can tell name. you, yeah. you got to take that out of your name. <laughs> you got to. Um, okay. Anyway, she's from Texas. So obviously that's her last name. Um, anyway, so it was her birthday. And I know when I grew up, like, that was just what you did. You went and you gave gifts and you got loot bags and it's all this money and garbage. And like, what do you need all this plastic for? And anyway, yeah. all she wanted was pet food for the animals of the Humane Society in Aww. her community. And after her birthday wish went viral, I think her mom like posted it on Facebook. The shelter received more than 12,000 pounds of dog food, cat food and cleaning supplies. Wow. Just because this little girl sent out her birthday wish. That's so cute. I thought that was awesome because I feel like, you know, especially when you're a little kid, you don't always have those ideas about. No, I was like, I want fucking toys. Me too. I didn't even I didn't even it just wasn't in my scope. It wouldn't have crossed my mind. And not because we're bad people but like when your kids and i guess it's product of your upbringing too where if you see other people do it and then you get that idea but anyway i thought that was awesome and especially that it was a great um example of how social media can help further that type of thing because it went viral and then the shelter received thousands of pounds of food for the animals so i love that yeah it was pretty cool love it what a great episode what a great episode you know i just feel like we could take on the world right now me too uh a little gassy, but I feel like we can yes, take on the world. But that'll help us get further. <laughs> and we love you guys. And we're just trying. And you just need to try, but not too hard. But not too hard. Don't, don't put too much too pressure. Don't, pre- don't stress yourself out. Right. Okay, we love you. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe.